devotional series is called Follow Me, Words of Jesus. And we want to learn about what it means to follow him, really and truly follow him. We're going through the book of John and we're in John chapter 4 today. I wanted to zoom in on one small little phrase that happens in this chapter. The context is that Jesus was walking and he decided he had to pass through a specific town uh, in Samaria. And he goes to sit at a well, which was Jacob's well. And during noon, a woman meets him there. And they have this exchange. And he says, can you give me some water? And she says, I don't know if I'm supposed to be even talking to you or mingling with you. And then eventually he reveals himself to her as the Messiah, which he said, they're all waiting for this Messiah, this Christ person to come. And he said, that's me. And she then realizes who he is and that that he has uh, given her this river of living water, this well that won't run dry, and that he is the living water that she can draw from. And then the sentence happens. It's John 4, 28. It's, it used to stay unhighlighted in my Bible for many years, but now it is one of, one of, one of my favorites. It says this, Then leaving her water jar, she went back to her town and said to the people, Come and see a man who has told me everything about myself, that part. But especially then she tells him about Jesus to come and see him. But I wanted to zoom in on then leaving her water jar. She went back to her town and said to the people. Let's break it up into three little categories real quickly. The first part, the jar is left behind. What does that mean? Well, it means that she's got new priorities now. It doesn't mean that she's going to leave her jar there forever. She is coming back for it. But the jar would slow her down. She is coming back with people. She knows that her jar is safe there with Jesus. But she's bringing people to Jesus. The jar would just slow her down. So my question to you on that first one is, what's been slowing you down? You see, for me, uh, many years ago when I was an engineer, something really slowed me down from sharing the gospel or living a real full life in Christ in the workplace, I thought I had this idea that Christians could be cool in a, in a way, or Christians could be, you know, sort of undercover and let their lives do the talking. Or You know that phrase that we think in the Bible, it says, um, uh, preach Jesus uh, always and only if you need to use words. We, I, I, I tried to live that, but it's a false way of living a Christian life. We are called to preach the good news, to use our words. (laughs) So I thought this blending in and letting my life reveal itself would work. And really it didn't. It didn't. And you get corrupted by the ways of the world so quickly. And that was the sin of pride. And it could have even been the sin of being ashamed of who I was and who Jesus was. And that really slowed me down. And I had to repent of that. So I wonder what's slowing you down. It could be pride like me. It could actually be an idol, something you've put in front of, in front of your relationship with God. A person, a past hurt. It could be something slowing you down. Would you leave it with Jesus? Secondly, is this part of the sentence. It says, she went back into her town. And I wanted to say this about it. It says, this, 
I, she went back into her town where she used to have shame. Now she was showing off. So she's gone from shame to showing off. The spirit of Jesus brings zeal. So I remember um, that when I was in that place, in my workplace, I, I, I knew I was inhibiting the work of God's spirit. And what I had to do is repent and say, Lord, renew me and give me zeal. You see, the spirit of Jesus gives us zeal to preach the good news, to share our testimony, to live an expansive and open life, to trust him, to live in faith. Right now in the season of my life, God is really showing how he is a provider. It's almost like he's providing every day something new, surprising my wife and I and my family and I. Um, with amazing things, everything, everything from words of encouragement to actual provision of things. And I'm looking now zealfully for ways to do the same for others, to have a word of encouragement for others. And, and I'm prayerfully considering how to bless others as I have been blessed to carry on. See, this spirit of Christ releases zeal. Oh, let's step into it and ask God uh, to to by his spirit, to empower us with this kind of zeal that the woman at the well had. And then the third one, and she said to the people, she said, she didn't say, well, I'm just going to wait and let my life do the talking. She said to them, come and see, come and see. You see, her story became their story. See, now the whole world and all of history will talk about the Samaritan woman and associate Samaritans with her story. See, our personal testimony can become the hope and the story of many others. I think of Sharice and my, my wife and I's story about fertility and adoption and how so many people just quickly open up because we have shared our testimony of how we're thankful God didn't answer our narrow-minded prayers so many years ago and that, that, that he still provided for us in a way that we could never have imagined. And that he gave us something greater than, than we prayed for. So now when people go through this sa same journey, they come to us or they hear about it or uh, hear about our story. And people say, why don't you go speak to Sharice and Vincent? Isn't the rain lovely? It's, I don't know if you can hear through the microphone. So now our story can help others and give them hope. And our testimony of God being faithful even when we thought he wasn't, <laughs> even when we were doubting, was uh, powerful for so many others. Well, those are the three parts of this sentence that I find so powerful and I hope encourages you today. The jar would slow her down. That's number one. So what's slowing you down? The second one is the spirit of Jesus brings zeal from shame to showing off. Can you think of ways to show off what God has done in your life? That is what it really means to follow Jesus. And thirdly, her story became their story. When you share your story, it could be the hope of many. Well, I wanted to wrap up with this phrase, and maybe it, it wraps it all up neatly. I wanted to say that Jesus takes care of your needs when you take care of his work. Remember, she left her water jar with Jesus. Sometimes, I think all the time, we have to leave our things with Jesus. And... Rather be busy with his work. In that way, he takes care of our needs while we take care of his work. And then for us to pursue the cause of Christ on the earth, and he'll keep the water coming. 
He'll keep refreshing us. He'll keep refreshing you. If we follow this woman's response, this enthusiastic, zealful response, he will keep the water flowing. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this awesome passage of Scripture that reveals the power of your Son to be able to transform a life. Thank you, Lord, that you have transformed ours. Would you pour out a spirit of zeal and encouragement, a spirit of hope, a spirit of not shame, but a spirit of showing off about what you have done to the world. And in that way, we are following you truly. And that'll be the only way, Lord, in which we are truly satisfied in this life. Thank you for every person watching, Lord. Would you, would you have a woman at the well moment with each of them today? Would you surprise them with a moment of refreshing, a moment of strengthening, a moment of outpouring of your spirit? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.